0: 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all
1: leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, co-host of Baltimore Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland of Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Ravens play the Falcons on Christmas Eve, Cordell. So this is their second consecutive game on a Saturday. Um... Not really a short week this week because, you know, they, they had a full week due to the Saturday's game against the Browns. Um, it is to my understanding that Lamar is not practicing again. We know that um, Tyler Huntley was dealing with some limited action earlier this week due to some tendonitis, But it appears that he has practiced as well. Um I, I, the, what do we think here? Is Tyler going to be the starter? Are we going to see Anthony Brown? Because we did a whole lot of talking about Anthony Brown in last week's mm-hmm. podcast. Only for Anthony Brown to not start if a Tyler <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think right now it's probably a safe bet that Tyler Huntley is going to be the one to, to start this game. Um, he, he did practice towards the back end of the week, and when I watched him out there on Friday throwing passes, he didn't look like he was necessarily favoring his right shoulder um, but it's still something to look at and you know I was talking to Jonas Schaefer and he was talking about how he did a little bit of a uh, amateur um, medical research and saw that uh, tendonitis can really be inflamed in cold mm-hmm. weather as well so um, you would imagine that they, I mean this is yet another reason as to why the Ravens should probably stick to the run game this week doesn't mean that they will um, but it's it's another reason as to why they probably should. Uh, Tyler Huntley's been what he's had thirty pass attempts in what each of his last Both uh, games. two games yep. that he's been out there. Um, and you think back to rookie to to minicamp earlier this offseason, if you remember, Lamar missed OTAs. Tyler Huntley got all the first team reps uh, during OTAs, um, and when we got to minicamp, Tyler Huntley was dealing with his shoulder and from a tendinitis and his shoulder and his, his reps were limited to start training camp as well. So this is kind of a, I don't want to say a reoccurring issue with him, but this is, this isn't new. Um, so it will be key to see how they treat this, but I, I do think Tyler Huntley ends up playing. And they, the only way I see Anthony Brown getting out there is if they, is if they absolutely have to play this guy. Um, and, even still, that if he does get out there again, that should be even more reason as to why they should be sticking with the run. But it doesn't mean that they will. The weather situation is setting up for it to be a run-heavy game for both sides. It doesn't look like it'll be a lot of scoring, um, which is usually the case in these Ravens games as is. Um, But offensively, I don't, I don't, I don't think much should have to change for them. I think if anything, it should allow them to kind of lock in on. Committing to the run um, and not saying that they go out there and run the ball every single play, but Tyler Huntley's pass attempt should probably go from 30 to around 15.
1: Yeah, see, and, and that sounds good, right? It definitely sounds good. I'm not confident that that's what's going to happen um, because it should have happened literally the week before against a mm-hmm. really bad run defense in the Browns. You know, I'm going to say something that's unpopular, and that's fine. I don't care. Um, I, I would not be upset if Anthony Brown started on Sunday. I, 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 Tyler Huntley played terrible against the Browns, did not play well, took too many ridiculously – to ridiculous sacks um didn't have much awareness i just don't think that he played well um and at this point if he has tendonitis, and you're saying that that the cold could potentially inflame the tendonitis, i don't know how that that's going to help the ravens by any means you already know and i've already said this numerous times that i have a concern about um how how he throws the ball in terms of like, he doesn't have a lot of zip on his passes. And I think that his arm is just not as strong as people think that it is. And so I'm a firm believer that if you have a guy that, doesn't have enough uh, you don't have much film on that is of the advantage of the team that is using said guy because you don't know how to game plan for him and so um i don't feel like the ravens have anything to lose at this point i mean yes i understand that they could lose out again and miss a playoff berth like they did last year i understand but what makes tyler huntley an upgrade over anthony brown at this point is it the experience because he he was the starting quarterback last year i i he to me he's looked worse this year than he's looked last year. And maybe that is, maybe it is a health issue. I don't know what the the problem is. I'm just telling you that's what I see. And so if you are committed to trying to throw the football 25, 30 times a game, why are you using him to do it? His arm is just not good enough to do that. So that's where I stand with that. Again, I know this is a very unpopular opinion. I, I, I completely understand that, But sometimes you need an unpopular opinion. And sometimes you need a spark too that Again, you know, you're going to be very simple and very basic with what with either Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown, but I firmly believe that Anthony Brown has a better arm than Tyler Huntley. So, it in a perfect world, whoever starts would be throwing 12 to 15 passes, and then everything else will be run plays. The problem is, is that John Harbaugh has been on record to saying well you know the run game I mean the pass game needs to be updated as if they have anybody to update it with at this moment it's a very weird concept they want to pass the ball Cordell so I feel like everything that we're saying is just word salad because they don't care <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean you're right they they, they want to throw the ball I mean they've shown that they they want to throw the ball this isn't a, a team that is dealing with an identity crisis you know I feel like when you're dealing with an identity crisis, you're, you're trying to search for what is it that you do well? What is it that you is your best uh, treat? But we know offensively running the ball is the best thing that they have going for them. They just don't want to be that team anymore for whatever reason. I mean, it's kind of, it, my thing is this, if you don't want to be a run-heavy team anymore, if you don't want to be a run-first offense why didn't you put more into your receiving game? Why didn't you put more into the wide receiver position? If you wanted to kind of change what you've been over the last couple of years, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, It just seems like guys weren't on the same page. It's like Eric DaCosta was still working as if they're doing the same old, same old. And Greg Roman was at home saying, yeah, we're switching things to uh, totally up this year and didn't pass that memo off to, uh, to Eric Dacosta so that he could get him the people to help him make this offense a better pass game. Because um, right now, I mean, they're down to scraps. I mean, they they brought in Sammy Watkins, and he yep. very well might be the best receiver on this football team right now. Uh, Devin DuVernay's out with a year, or basically the year at this point with a broken foot. Um, they're going to have to rely on James Prochet a lot more now, Demarcus Robinson a lot more. Hopefully uh, they are likely can show up, but specifically this week against Atlanta, they, they, this is yet another defense that isn't great against the run. Um, oh, which the means they're going to pass more. Yeah,
1: okay, fun yeah. I
0: mean, you know, it, it means that the Ravens will probably get the, around the 13 carries again for, for JK, maybe five, <laughs> five or six for Gus. And, you know, they'll get over the hundred yards rushing and still want to throw the ball all over the field. I, I, I mean it, when you're so depleted at the wide receiver position when you're on your backup quarterback when you know you're you're down to your last uh on, on as far as perimeter playmakers yeah. right now you would imagine that this would force them to be a run run heavy team i gotta see it to believe it. Um, but if they want to, the run, the run game will be there for them on Saturday. I think they'll be able to get pretty much whatever they want on the ground the way that they have been the last couple of weeks. Um, the key will be if can this offensive line continue their dominance that they've had over the last couple of games. They've been flat out incredible um, in the run game. And J.K. Dobbins being there and his vision has allowed them to not necessarily have to be perfect they just have to be good enough to open up some sort of crease for him. And he's done a heck of a job. Him and Gus have done a heck of a job of making the most of what's there. So, I mean, I I really think this has to be the week. This has to be the week. I mean, we we heard Greg Roman the other day talking. He was asked about um, if he feels like J.K. and Gus are healthy enough to be able to carry the load down the stretch. And he's like, I hope so. We're going to have to depend – we're going to really be dependent on those guys a lot down the stretch whatever well you know it's 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 a lot of hearsay until we actually see it happen on the field but i have to believe that this will be the week where they finally make that legit commitment to the run game
1: i can't i can't do that until i see it cordell unfortunately and i and and, and so i want to be optimistic by that i really do um i just they, they don't do it for me. They don't, they don't, they don't end up and, and by they don't do it for me. I mean, like in terms of like, they don't do the things that they're supposed to do. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I, I'm just like, I mean,
0: that, that, it, it, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, this whole segment, this whole offensive segment is, is, I think we all know what they need to do to be successful out there. Yeah. It's, it's really the question is, are they going to be, are they going to do that? Or are they going to get in their way? Are they going to try to get too cute? Can they, get better play calls in the red zone. Greg yep. Roman talked about the other day uh about how they're struggling to run the ball in the red zone and he's right. They haven't that's, been great at running calling. the ball. It's not
1: because and, and they can't. It's because I they think, won't.
0: I think I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a combination of some of those run plays that pop off in uh earlier part of the drive. They they aren't popping as much in the red zone, but I also think it's also on him because if they get stopped on a two yard game in the red zone, all of a sudden he abandons it. Yep. So he doesn't stick with the run game enough to really make that assessment. Um, and, and this is kind of like what I've been saying is like, if they're not getting big chunk plays on the ground, it it is like the run game isn't working in his mind. It's like, we got to go to the pass game to get something big going. The, the, the constant four to six yard games are no longer enough it seems like for him to, to want to stick with it. But I, I think both things can be true. I do think that they kind of uh, – they, they don't execute as well as they do earlier in the drive as far as the run in, in the red zone. But I also don't think he sticks with the run game enough in the red zone. He gets way too cute. He gets too pass happy. I, I'm sick of seeing the empty sets in the red zone. It doesn't work. You don't have the weapons. <laughs> for guys to just be able to go and win in their individual battles. It just is what it is. You got to stick with the run and and any team that wants success in the red zone knows you have to be able to run the ball down there. If you can't run the ball in the red zone, you're not going to have any success.
1: Yeah, the Ravens, the Ravens, uh, the play calling is funny. It just, they, they do it as if they got this like great, these great wide receivers and then this yeah. great outside help. You know, it, it, it'd be one thing if this was like Purdy in San Francisco where he was put in a situation where he has so many good skill players around him. It allows him to develop, but also has his his um, teammates. Uplift him because of you know his shortcomings. They don't have that. They don't have anybody to uplift for shortcomings. Mark Andrews would normally be the guy, but Mark Andrews is, is I believe, is still very unhealthy. And I think that we won't find out to the extent until the end of the season because they need Mark Andrews right now because. They don't have Rashard Bateman. Oh yeah, by the way, they don't have Devin Duvernay anymore. But it wasn't like they was using Devin Duvernay like that anyway. Um, or Jackson is thirty five years old. <laughs> Demarcus Robinson wants to um, dr- run back with sometimes, and 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 they dropping passes. So you know, look, the, the, everything says you should run the ball. Everything says it, and 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 I am still not confident that they will run the ball, Cordell. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: It's
1: too easy. It's it's, too Too much like right.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: I like that. That's the, what that's it what is. I like All right. <laughs> so let, let's move along. Before we get to our next segment. Please make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there's a new episode you will be the first to receive it. Alright, so we, we've been very critical about this offense, and rightfully so. Right? Um, but the, the one saving factor here is the defense. Now, we know last week that they didn't have any turnovers, which you know uh, led to 13 points um, against the Browns. Most would say that that's pretty good. Because they've been averaging about 13 points lately. And, and again, I mentioned this on the last podcast. The problem is that you don't have an offense that can override, uh, that can give you 16, 20, you know, points or whatever. So are we confident? Now, I understand that the Falcons, um, are they're, they're dealing with a quarterback change. Obviously, they like to run the football. Um, I, Calais Campbell probably won't be playing. So there's a concern there. But are you still confident in and and knowing that he may not play and then knowing that their run game is is pretty decent, that the Ravens defense will still find a way um to you know be the dominant team that we've seen over the last stretch that we've seen them in?
0: Yeah, I mean this this defense has been playing winning football. Um they've been playing well enough to win. They're not perfect. They they haven't gone out there and played flawless. But they have played good enough to win these games. It's tough to play a flawless game week after week on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. This is an offensive-driven league. Um, that said, they're going out there for the most part. They're stopping the run. They're limiting the big plays. Um, but what they have struggled in is sometimes it's giving up these extended drives. They have struggled getting off the field sometimes at third downs. They're struggling with a little bit of these quarterbacks who have a little bit of mobility to be able to extend plays right now. Um, but, like I said, them, them being good against the run bodes well this week against Atlanta because that's what Atlanta wants to do. I am concerned, however, with Calais Campbell looking like he probably won't play in this game um, because we saw the difference that Calais makes uh, out there once he went out in the Cleveland game. Nick Chubb is all of a sudden gashing the Ravens time and time again to pretty much close that game out. Tyler Al Jair, he's coming off his best game. Uh, as a rookie so far this season after his last last week's performance. So um, yeah. I, I don't feel as great about the Ravens' defense, rush defense this week as I normally do simply because Calais Campbell isn't out there and he's the guy that, you know, takes over the middle of the trenches. Um, without him out there, they're going to rely a lot on that. B. Gay, Travis Jones, um, Roger Washington, uh, Brent Urban as well in that mix. Um, yeah. To kind of shut this run game down, and the one thing about Atlanta, I keep telling people, they they are going to stick with the run. They're going to run the ball a lot. They, you know, that's that's what they do. I thought Carolina would do that when when the Ravens played Carolina, um, and Carolina tried to, but they they kind of abandoned the run quicker than I expected them to. I don't think Atlanta with their with Desmond Ritter, who's making his second start at this point, is going to abandon the run, especially if the game is close. Um, They'll feel like they can still keep up with their game plan, still go out there and just try to stay on schedule, stay ahead of the chains. Um, But the Ravens have got to find a way to get back to forcing turnovers on the defense because right now this is an offense that's struggling to score points, struggling to sustain drives. They have to be able to force turnovers to give these guys a short field. Heck, even go out there and get a touchdown because you just don't know how many points the offense is going to be able to score. And last week, you know, you you, you see how much they really depend on this defense to make game-changing plays. They didn't make any game-changing plays last week. This week, you know, you hope that they can get back to that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and look, there's a – there's – What's the word I'm trying to find here, Cordell? There, there's reason to believe that they can do that. I mean, you know, the Falcons, um, they're a team that kind of get in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. They being competitive in times, but they find ways to just – not finish drives or they just find, they don't, they just stay in their own way. So I do think that this is a potential um, opportunity for them to get back on the track of getting the turnovers that they need to help this offense out, you know, and, and get them in better field position. Um, you do. I am worried about Calais Campbell. I know we're not talking about Marcus Peters. And and look, I've, I've been critical of Marcus Peters, and I think Mar- Marcus Peters will probably be critical of him, too, um, if, if we talked to him. I probably he would probably agree. But but ultimately, that's still a veteran guy that you m- are probably not going to have either. And that's that's a body down that you're missing. Right. So that's something that's a concern. And. And you, you you wonder how this is going to play out. Um, you, you're, I think that the one of the things that's helpful is like you've seen guys like how Hamilton improve, and of course Marcus Williams is back, so he helps the secondary as well. Um, but you know, outside of Marlon, that other side is going to lack some some you know veteran snaps, and you're. Concerned, and I know that this is a run team. I know that the Falcons is a run team, so it's like, and they're they're having a quarterback. I don't even know who this dude is, Cornell <laughs> I don't
0: know. Who doesn't? doesn't no Yeah, yeah. Like I,
1: I feel like I feel like I've was, seen him play i mean, before. he was a
0: pretty. Yeah, he, he was he was he was decent at Cincinnati. I mean, he, yeah. he, he he had a little bit of a buzz coming into the draft. Uh, yeah, I think people, I've seen him play in In college, last year in college. Yeah, but I don't know anything about him in be terms better. of like.
1: What he's doing for the Falcons, I guess, is what I'm saying. I, I, I remember him I remember him in college, but I don't know anything about him as a pro because right. I know he's only played a couple of games. I don't know how his game yeah. is translated, you know. So I mean, well,
0: he doesn't throw the ball a lot. I mean, his last right. game was his first start. He only threw right. for 97 yards he on 26 attempts. I mean, so that kind of tells you, and he took four sacks. Um, so uh, that that kind of tells you what you're looking at as far as the pass game. It's it's is like basically not there at all, so um, which is my, why they're going to make a huge commitment to the run.
1: Yeah, but then the, it's funny, Cordell. That's not how things like this work because we're having this conversation, and then he's going to turn around and have close to 200 passing yards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what the Ravens
0: do he, every single time. If he does that, I mean, it would be so bad because I don't know who he's throwing to. I mean, I Drake either. London's out there and, and Drake London, he, he's going to get his. I mean, Drake, Drake London is going to get double-digit targets. He's the only one in the pass game um, that they have any type of trust in. So they're going to throw Drake London the ball a lot when they do decide to throw the ball. Uh, yeah. I, I would really be surprised if Marlon isn't just glued to him the entire game because they really have no other threat. Zacchaeus. Uh, their other wide receiver he makes plays uh, as well but nothing that overly concerns you Um, now when you talk about guys like Cordell Patterson he's kind of the Swiss Army knife he's obviously going to be involved in the run game but they like to get involved in the the screen game as well they're going to try to get him opportunities to get the ball on the perimeter Um, so that's why this game if you were going to have to be without Marcus Peters this is probably the game that you want that to you you want to be that you're okay somewhat with being without him because you're going to have to tackle in this game uh, and you might have to tackle in space and Marcus Peters hasn't necessarily been um, ecstatic about tackling in space this year. Um, he he's made quite a few business decisions on the perimeter uh, when he has an opportunity to hit a guy so. It may not be the worst thing in the world to where Brandon Stevens has to be the outside corner this week because he's, he's a physical guy. He's not afraid to go tackle a guy. Pepe Williams might be, uh, he might be activated this week. I would imagine if Marcus Peters can't go, Pepe's not afraid to tackle in the middle of the field either. So um, Al Jair and Cordell Patterson, those are the two guys I'm really locked on Drake London in the past game. You have to make sure you don't let this guy kill you because, he he's kind of to me right now in the way that they use him, kind of like a Michael Pittman uh, for Indianapolis. Michael Pittman isn't doing a lot of downfield stuff, but he just gets quick passes and he and he does he gets the yak yardage. He's consistent. He's not really dropping passes. Um, but you look up and, and he, he doesn't. He may not have a, a, a many big plays, but you look at the stat sheet at the end of the game, and Michael Pittman may have like eight catches for ninety something yards, and you're like, where did this happen? You know, so I I think that's the same situation with Drake London. You just you just want to try to bottle him up as much as possible for an offense that isn't really humming right now. You don't want to give these guys any hope. And one thing about Atlanta, they're they're sticking they're sticking close um, to to every team that they're playing right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, find a way to eliminate the run and uh, keep Drake London uh, at bay. I feel like this is a simple test. I feel like you should be able to pass it with flying colors. But I also know that football is never that simple. And every week, you know, those guys, like I said uh, on the last podcast, they're out to try to win their own division as well. They're only one game behind Tampa Bay. So, you know, look, they're going to do what they can to try to make things go. And I I I am just concerned that although it feels like a layup, It's not going to be
0: a layup because that is not, not. that's
1: the Ravens way. It will never be a layup for the Ravens ever. That's how it goes.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Both these teams, they play each, they play their competition very close. It's Uh not always the prettiest, um, but a lot of one possession finishes for both these teams. All
1: right, so hopefully the defense definitely does their part, which I think that they will. I think that they'll get, um, you know, the pressure that they need to get. I think they'll um, find a way to try to to get the running game without Calais Campbell um, at bay. Doesn't mean that they're going to stay under 100 yards, though, let me say that, because I do Mm -hmm. think that that might be something that gets taken away. But, you know, I I think that they know what they have to do, which is force them to throw the ball, and that, potentially put you in a position of turnovers. So we will see you on Saturday. All right, before we get to our last segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button so that every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. All right, Cordell. So we have no Lamar Jackson. We have no Calais Campbell. We have no Marcus Peters. That we, we do know for Saturday's game is out, which means – You got Tyler Huntley playing, who's already dealing with um, some issues of his own. You have uh, a defense that really relies on Calais um, to stop the run against the team that likes to run the ball. All that said, do you still think that the Ravens will find some way to come out with a win? By the way, we felt we felt. Pretty decent about this last week because you know the Browns have a porous run defense. We thought that they exposed that, which they did when they did decide to run, but they just didn't do it often. So, do you think that something changes for this weekend's game?
0: Um, it's got to, you know, right? I mean, it's going to be terrible weather conditions, heavy winds, freezing cold. Uh, Tyler Huntley's dealing with. You know, right shoulder tendonitis again, because he dealt with this back in minicamp. You would imagine that this bodes well for the Ravens going out there and sticking with what works. And what works is the run game. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, hopefully he's able to take on a little bit of a bigger load this week um, in the backfield. Same with Gus Edwards. Uh, because they need these guys to be able to carry this offense right now. I would have to imagine that they're still going to struggle in the pass game again. They're still going to struggle to accumulate big plays um, through the pass game. So they're going to need the run to set it up. And both of these teams are coming out there wanting to run the football. That's what they both want to do. And while I do think that the Ravens will be able to come out and run the ball as much as they want and as much as the, you know they allow themselves to do so, um, I also think that Atlanta is going to be able to run the ball pretty, pretty well. Um, also, you know, Calais Campbell, not being there, we saw the impact that that had on them once he went out in the Cleveland game, um, him not being out there is a big blow for them. I I can't lie. Uh, and usually for a a Ravens rush defense that is pretty stout against the run this, this one, I, I feel very uneasy about, um, Atlanta's third in the NFL in rushing this year. They're they're right behind Baltimore as far as rushing yards per game. Um, they both want to do the same thing, and with Calais not being out there, it opens the door for Atlanta to get exactly what they want. And both of these teams they play every game very closely, very minimal uh, win margin uh, as far as point differential. Uh, a lot of one possession game finishes for Atlanta. Same with the Ravens. And yeah, we've both been bitten. You know, we both thought that the Ravens would take care of business in Cleveland. Uh, that that didn't happen. We, you know, it's been various points this year to where we thought that the Ravens would be able to win when they face an inferior opponent. And it hasn't been the case. The loss in Jacksonville was not that long ago. Um that said, I do think that the Ravens find a way to win this game because it's 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 go time. Their season is slipping away right in front of their eyes. I mean, it's only three weeks left. If they lose this game to Atlanta, we're going to have a real conversation about what the rest of this season is going to look like because it all of a sudden becomes a legit uh chance that the Ravens don't make the playoffs, and that would be backbreaking for this team.
1: I mean, a lot of things have to happen for the Ravens to not make yeah. the playoffs. The, the, the chances of them making it are still stronger than them. Not, but oh, you don't, you don't want to get to that. Like, why are we even having this conversation all over again? We're back to where we were last year. Like literally, yeah. it feels like, it, it feels like a bad sequel of a movie. <laughs> of a bad I mean, movie.
0: Because I mean, they're nine and five, you know, they're nine and five football teams. And that's a good record to have this time of year. Any other team is probably feeling good about themselves that they're sitting at nine and five. But it's a, it's about the way that they look and it's about the, the expectations that they have had on themselves coming into the season. It's not just about making the playoffs. It's not about winning the division even. You know, it's about getting to the playoffs and actually getting some making something happen. Um, I, I, I still strongly believe that the Ravens make the playoffs. I, I don't want to get that twisted. I, I understand. They, I think they have like 99.1% chance to make the playoffs yeah. uh, right now. But you don't so, want to
1: test that .9, baby. You, you, you That's don't, what we don't want
0: to do. I mean, and, and a loss to Atlanta opens the door. I mean, because yep. Pittsburgh coming in isn't a guaranteed win. God knows going to Cincinnati isn't a guaranteed win. And you don't want to get into a situation where you have to rely on other teams to do some of your dirty work for you you want to be able to just do handle it yourself go out there get a win they've got i think 10 different scenarios this week to where they could clinch a playoff berth all of them include the ravens winning on saturday that's step one go out there take care of business on your own get that win and i'm curious to see how desperate this team is coming off of this bad loss against cleveland i know they they're starting to it's, it's got to be in the back of their minds what happened last year. They don't want to finish this season the same way. Um, I think it'll be important for them to come out there because they're facing a desperate team in Atlanta who is playing for playoff hopes themselves. Um, yeah. They've got to the Ravens have to be the more desperate team. And sometimes it's tough to be the more desperate team when you are the better team, when you're the yeah. favorite, it's, it's tough to out desperate the other team. So um, that's the that's the challenge that they'll have in front of them, and they won't have their their big time leader and Calais Campbell out there uh, for this one, as he's already been ruled out. Um, but I, I do expect the Ravens to still win this game, albeit not a lot of points. I, I don't expect a lot of points to be scored. I think the over under for this game is 35 and a half. I would definitely take the over. I think the final score will be 17 to 16, Baltimore. Uh, and obviously, that would mean that Atlanta is going to cover because right now it's a seven-point spread, and I'm I would be all over Atlanta to cover that right now.
1: I, I don't even know what Vegas is doing. Are they trolling us at this point? Like, why do you even think the Ravens are are six six and a half seven-point favorites? Like, they don't even they haven't even scored. They scored three points last week, so are they even capable of scoring six seven points? But yes, I, look, I'm I, I don't trust this team anymore. Cordell I don't I don't trust them to do the right thing I don't trust them to do the things that they should do that they're good at the good thing about it is is that this is a much inferior opponent now does do I mean that that doesn't mean anything in the National Football League let me be clear but I think that when you still look at from a roster perspective versus their roster, you still have to feel confident about what you have at the end of the day. You still have a Mark Andrews. You still have a JK Dobbins. You still have a Gus Edwards. You still have a, a good defense now with um, Roquan Smith. So you really hope that he can help out with that situation in terms of Calais Campbell and not allowing the running backs to get to the second and third, to you know, to, to reach past Roquan, if they get to the second level. So I'm confident in that part, but I'm not confident in this team. I don't, I have no clue what they're going to do. I have no clue, no faith in the play calling uh, or Greg Roman at this point. And guess what? Somehow, some way, I bet you they'll find a way to win this football game because that's just kind of how this goes right now. Like you, I'm not picking, I'm picking the plus 6.5 or plus seven, because I would be a fool to think that the Ravens is going to be up by a touchdown. Look, if they are, my bad but they've given me no reason to feel that way so and I think the Ravens have been really bad this year against the spread like really bad so uh if I was a betting person I'm picking the plus because the Ravens don't be covering like that just flat out yeah, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know you got look 13 points Uh, 16 points, 18 points, those are the the numbers that they've put up the last three weeks, the Atlanta Falcons. And so, um, no, the Ravens have not done great themselves. But you like to think that the defense will try to find a way to create some turnovers here. So I'm going to go 13-10 Ravens. I'm going to, it's going to be terrible. I I hope, I mean, like the, the weather is going to be bad. The play calling is going to be bad. You just hope that being at home and, and, and and hopefully them understanding what's on the line forces them to level themselves up against an inferior opponent to, to hopefully solidify them having a playoff spot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's the playoffs have basically started, you know, it's Christmas weekend. Um, we're in the back end of December. These wins matter more than prob. These games matter more than probably any other games on the regular season schedule. You're in playoff mode. A loss at this time of year is so crucial. It it, it could take you from being at like you know the fifth spot in the wild card to being completely out of the playoffs, depending on where you are and what the rec what the standings look like. So you have to really be locked in in this time of year and this is usually the time of year where the Ravens are playing their best football. That's not the case right now. Um, it wasn't right. the case last year, but obviously we know the, the situation that was brought on this team last year, it was almost impossible for them to really be able to do, to, to maintain what they were doing in the first half of the season. Um, so I, I yeah. am looking for, I'm looking for this team to come out ready to play on Saturday. I'm looking for Harbs to have his guys ready to go to have them locked in um because it doesn't matter about who's not there it doesn't matter that Lamar Jackson's not there or Calais Campbell isn't there it doesn't matter uh, about this offense being uh struggling the way that they have these last couple of weeks all that matters is the game that's in front of them the team that's in front of them going out there and taking care of business on Saturday because if they don't they think things are bad now it's it's, it's going to get 10 times worse
1: yeah yeah, I agree. And so they better figure it out real fast. That's what I know. That's what I know. This is a good weekend to try to figure it out. Uh, so hopefully for them, they'll be ready to play, and they'll make the right adjustments that needs to be made. But run the football, man. I don't care if you run the football 40 times, Okay. I don't care. I don't want to see another game where Tyler Huntley is throwing the ball 30 30 times. You want me to care about him throwing it to Sammy Watkins? I, please. I, I I I'm sorry. Please leave me alone. Okay. Run the football. That's how you win this game. Run it. Mm-hmm. Do a couple play actions here and there, but run the fuck. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> almost got that one out of me. Almost. They almost got me. Run the bu- run the ball. Run the football.
0: You heard her. Run the ball.
1: Yes, they almost got the word out of me, Cordell, because I am fed up <laughs> with the play calling right now. And like you said, everything is on the line, man. Like if you if you can't beat the Falcons, what are we doing here?
0: You I mean, know, honestly, at that point, if you can't take care of the Falcons, who are barely able to keep keep themselves afloat in the uh, dreadful NFC South. I I don't I don't know what you're doing. I mean, they we've talked all year about how favorable the second half of their schedule is. Um, And to this point, they haven't taken full advantage of it. They've won some games, but they've also lost to some teams that they really had no business losing to. this is the time to really hone in, lock in and start trending towards the team you want to be in the playoffs.
1: Absolutely. So hopefully they will um, rebound from last week and find a way to do what they can do best and come out with a win. So if anybody is going to the game on Friday, please make sure you are bundled up. It is going to be freezing cold. Get those hand warmers, get those feet warmers, get your Uggs out, get your big coat out, do whatever you got. You you got a triple fat goose, pull it out of storage. It's going to be freezing cold and just make sure you're out there cheering on the crowd. Uh, and hopefully you can bring home a win for Christmas. That's what we need. I feel like that that would be like all we need.
0: It is. A, a, win, <laughs> a, win would be a, a nice Christmas gift to the Baltimore fans, I'm sure, especially after the week they've had.
1: Absolutely. So thank you. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Hopefully we will come back on Saturday evening talking about a win. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll have some good news there. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.